This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hey, it's Sarah, one of the voices of IAP Radio, and I'm here at this moment to talk to you about coffee. Dave and I drink a lot of coffee, and for us, it's an all-day beverage. And if you want to get on our level, do so with Coffee Brothers Coffee. This is a two-person brother team, hence the name, that roasts all their coffee in small batches right out of New York City. Coffee Bros sources seasonal award-winning and specialty coffee focusing on high-scoring and high-quality blends. They do espresso roasts and single-origin coffees that are all small-batch roasted. You can experience complex taste notes from fragrant to aromatic to bold and rich. So head over to coffeebros.com, that's C-O-F-F-E-E-B-R-O-S.com, and use the promo code IAPRADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. Again, that's coffeebros.com, and use the promo code IAP Radio 10 for 10% off your purchase and drink like Dave and I. Ready, Sarah? Think your internet's going to hold out this time? We'll see. We'll see. It's doing so well. It's because I'm drinking. Ron, don't be scared if she just disappears and it's just me and you in this dark room. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. He's right. infamous for uh, over the pants handies. So o- you're OTPHJ. <laughs> yep. It's an OTPHJ, Sarah. Say it right. Or don't yeah. say it at all. Hello and welcome to another episode of In a Pickle, the show that is dedicated to the less glamorous side of sports. I am your host, Dave Houghton, and with me today, someone who will not say OTPHJ, Sarah Raytalic. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Well, I it's too pause. many letters. No, it's not. It, oh. When you say it like that, it just kind of flows. OTPHJ. It just flows. But saying or but saying over the pants handies. That's a lot just, of words. That's really, too many words. You know what, Sarah? Know, take a break. Why don't you take a break wow. today? Because we have a very special guest on our show. We have Ron from Barrel Age Flicks and also one of the Den Network's podcaster of the year. Oh yeah, that's right. Of Congratulations, Ron. Thank you. Welcome to In a Pickle. Glad to be here. I hope you are ready to be inside this pickle. Oh, yes, I am. I've yes. I've enjoyed listening to your last couple episodes, and I've enjoyed this show. I'm so glad you guys are on the network. This is this is great to be a part of this. Be a part of a sports podcast, too. I never, <laughs> right. This be great. <laughs> right. And you are a – you are in Detroit or – No, no. I'm no. in Virginia. You're in Virginia. Okay, but you're a Detroit Lions fan. Very much. So how how did you want to join that misery? Okay, so <laughs> this is the thing. When it came to me being a little kid growing up with my dad and my mom, my mom and dad are both from Michigan. Uh, my yeah. mom is from Detroit. My dad's from Algonac, Michigan, and everything else. So they were raised as Detroit. I mean, they were Detroit Lion fans. 
So me being like my father's like, I want to root for Detroit because my dad roots for Detroit. So that's how I basically mm -hmm. ended up being like that. I never watched sports. And when my dad tried to get me and my, my younger brother to watch football, we really weren't into it. But we would say, go Detroit and everything else. Right. I remember, I even got gifts from family members up in Michigan. I got T-shirts with the Detroit Lion emblem and everything else. And I got teased in school. I lived in Virginia most of my life. And, you know, we live in uh, the Redskins, not the fucking Commanders. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, Redskins area. <laughs> like that. The Redskins suck. Or the dead skins. But it, it's just something that I kind of developed over time. And then basically when it got to the point where I got older and got into my probably my late 20s, I, I actually did not get into football into my late 20s, which is weird because a lot of people in high school got into football. I was into other things, you know, getting in trouble and slacking off and stuff like that. Naturally. And I actually started to enjoy it. And I started getting really into football right when the 0-16 and 16 started. Oh. So, yeah. But, what a time. What was that? What a time. What a time oh, to get yeah. into it. So, Matthew yeah, great time. first draft pick after the year after that, and then seeing a, a great quarterback, and then all of a sudden one game, and he already hurts his shoulder, and he's out for the rest of the season. So, I still stuck with my team no matter what. And that's the thing. And a lot of people, I see a lot of Fairweather fans where basically they will, you know, they'll have a team and they start losing and they start picking another team. I've been a Detroit Lions fan and faithful to my team no matter what, because I've been through a rough time seeing the Lions play. Right. But I also looked at the Calvin Johnson year. I mean, Calvin Johnson was probably one of the best wide receivers. I did a lot of research and looking at all the videos of Barry Sanders and how I fucking loved Barry Sanders, one of the best um, mm -hmm. running backs of all time. But seriously, Calvin Johnson and Megatron with Matthew Stafford was a great right. It, it was beautiful to watch. I, I've seen so many games, like the Chicago Bears game, where he had that uh, uh, touchdown, three guys on him. Also, the other one where they turned the touchdown down because he didn't have full control of the ball. Right. My fucking TV. Yeah. Or that fucking game at fucking Green Bay Packers <laughs> when we were about to win that fucking game, and then Aaron Rodgers throws that fucking Hail Mary, and I about fucking blew it. Like, oh, my God, I was so fucking pissed off. Honestly, I feel like it's better to become a fan of a team when they're at their worst, because when they become something like obviously the Lions, unfortunately, didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year. They had a great run. Yes. And the fact that, like you said, there are so many people on that bandwagon now. All these newcomers are now there because think, they were America's heartbreak to, you know, they're, they're America's team now because yeah. they were the lovable underdogs and the fact that they came from shit and became something that was just so close to becoming just in the Super Bowl would have been great, you know? So a, when they're 0-16, that's that's perfect. I mean, I, you know, I, I can't speak for Sarah, but I'm pretty sure, like, you know, the Patriots were like that for the longest time before Forever. the Brady era. You know, yep. we were bottom-of-the-barrel shit team. And it's like... Wanting to move the team, wanting to do all yeah. that. They wanted to... Yep. They were, were going to move the team down to Connecticut. They were going to maybe build a stadium, maybe not. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, you know, his and then Bledsoe got hurt. And then, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Best thing that ever happened to Bledsoe was him getting hurt. Yes. <laughs> Internal bleeding, almost dying. No big deal. He's fine. Yeah, no, that's, he He's jumped fine. off a stage during a uh, Everlast concert or Everclear or one of those songs. I was going to say Everlast. Wow. Ever, uh, I think it was Everclear. What's that? What's that one with the uh, 
they sing that song of you know he's like father of mine that's ever clear that's yeah. ever clear yeah you yeah. remember that story sarah when he jumped off the stage and and broke that woman's collarbone no. <laughs> oh, look it up. Great. Yeah, right. Drew Bledsoe, he was stage diving at an Everclear concert and broke some poor woman's collarbone. And I, I believe she sued him and won. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because like, there was video footage, too. Well, but, you were talking about you were talking about the Super Bowl and everything. Yeah. And no matter what they did, they, you know, the first second half, it was like they were a different team. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people were controversial about the whole field goal and everything about he should have taken a field goal. But Campbell's been doing this all season, and it's been right. it, it got him to where he's at. So I still think he made the right choice. It just didn't work out. Right. A lot of people think he should have did the field goal, but the thing is, I'm proud of my team. They had a hell of a fucking season this year, and I'm you know there's always next season. The thing is, they did well, and to get this far, you know, I'm happy. I'm proud of my team. It, it, right. it sucked not seeing them go to the Super Bowl because you know it was close. I, I was I was cursing and yelling at my TV, but you know I was like, you know what? They did good. Yeah. They did good and right. got this far. So I was proud. And really better than everyone expected. I mean, yes. you know, you do good in the season doesn't mean that you're actually going to make it to the playoffs. There's a, a certain jump off point where your team starts to fade away. I mean, we saw it with right. Philly. Yeah. Where they were like dominant all season. And then all of a sudden their wheels started falling off. And then yeah. obviously their wheels fell right the fuck off for the yeah. first mm-hmm. round of the playoffs. So. I mean, you can't stay on top forever. Obviously, like now we here in New England know the Patriots are just going to be dog shit for a while. But yep. we lived through that too. Like a lot of a lot of the fans now don't know that we were, you know, one in fifteen at one point and you know, we were just nothing. Nobody even I actually at one point when I was younger, I, I didn't even know we had a team, you know, and up until I was probably like ten, eleven years old. Right. Oh. Same. My dad wasn't a Patriots fan. He was a Giants fan. So right. it's something where I, he was like, Patriots are terrible. Like, why would anyone ever fucking cheer for that team? And everyone I grew up with was like a 49ers fan because they love Joe Montana or they're right. a Raiders fan because of Bo Jackson. It wasn't, you know, it, it's not. We just were like, yeah, we're we're all set. We're we're moving on. It was very similar to, to the Red Sox. Right. Same scenario like boston sports has gone through that whole same similar thing where detroit's at now mm-hmm. where we just had years of just being pounded from behind by everybody yeah so we put together a list of just i i know like you're not really a sports fan but before we get into this list that i am i am a sports fan no no, no i know but like you like you like the detroit lions we put together all the terrible things that have happened in Detroit sports <laughs> oh, okay. within the years. So, I'm curious. But before we get to this list, let's talk about Barrel Age Flicks. Oh. So tell us the whole premise of this show. Now, obviously, we know, but for everybody mm-hmm. listening out there. Barrel Age Flicks is something that me and some of my friends basically were down in my basement during one of my Halloween party or Christmas party. I don't even remember. I think it was Christmas party. And we just started talking about movies. And we decided, you know what? why don't we just fucking record this? And I think I was on the verge of buying a PS5 and I decided, you know what? I'm using the money to buy a soundboard. So I bought the soundboard. I bought all the mics and everything and we just got to it and uh, did our first show, which was fucking God awful shit. Horrible. 
but we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And then we developed a formula and we've had some guys leave and new guys come in and our shows just become this. It's a drinking show, but it's a movie show. And what we do is we our our whole thing is, is we review a drink in the beginning of the show. It's like our first 15, 20 minutes bullshit each other and basically review a drink that has to do with the movie that we're going to review. So uh-huh. there has to be some way that, yeah. So like uh, we did Fight Club, I think we did Proper 12 right. or something like that. Uh, we, we've done so many fucking drinks. I can't even, we've done cocktails, drinks, beers. We've had fans. We had one fan send us a $250 bottle of Japanese whiskey. Holy we did, shit. Oh, Ooh, we did wow. that the last Samurai, I believe. Wow. Uh, we just did a one where somebody just bought a bunch of beers for Django Unchained. They were $21 a bottle. So it's nice to get free alcohol. So I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We basically, then we review the movie, do like a whole bunch of facts about it. We bullshit each other. And then we get to fucking punishments where we don't, we have our aliases. We don't use our real names. So if our real name comes out, we beep it, but you end up getting punished. Or if you say something wrong three times, you end up getting punished. And we have a fucking wheel that you spin that has one shot of Everclear. Uh, grab something yummy. Uh, radioactive, I mean, uh, basically the cock shot. It's basically a shot glass that looks like a fucking cock nice. that's filled up, and we put something like horrible in it and stuff like that. So it ends up being a horrible picture. A barrel of punishment, which is a barrel that we have, and we bought a whole bunch of airplane bottles of uh, liquors, different ones, and you go in there, and you don't know what it is, and you pull it out, and you have to drink whatever it is. Oh boy. So we end up getting drunk throughout the show. I, I end up getting fucked up all the time because sometimes <laughs> it'd be like 10 or 15 shots that I'm getting or, you know, and puking in the show and all kinds of crazy shenanigans. <laughs> then we review our shows at the end and do we do our, you know, how everybody does like five stars, three stars on a movie. We do. I give it five pints of beer, three pints of beer. So because our show's drinking, you know, barrel age flicks, but it's just a fun show. We just bullshit we just have fun and talk about movies that we love we all host a movie and uh we have a bonus um episode during the week called the tasting room which we basically just do ranking it's a very um easy show where we pick a topic you know top five nude scenes in movies or top five uh uh metal heavy metal songs song covers uh top five and i mean we just pick topics after topic it doesn't even have to do with movies all the time right it's just a great time and we also have another show a sideshow barrel age chicks which is all the ladies of barrel age flicks and they have their own show where they do the exact same thing and stuff like that and they have an fmk show where they do a fuck mary kill of, uh, of a certain topic and that's their bonus show but uh th- their show is amazing they've spinned off off us and it's the girl's perspective and it's just ended up being like a huge family of friends just hanging out around my table with the uh, mics and just having fun i mean that's that's where like great ideas come from where you're just sitting around shooting the shit with your friends, talking nonsensical bullshit, and it's just like, I mean, before I started doing In a Pickle, I, I used to host this podcast called Drunken Opinion. Yeah. We had uh, three three years we did the show for, and that all started at the end of the night when we were working at the bar together. It was uh, me and three of my friends, and we were all working, and we were just like, you know, just randomly just nonsense it was just nonsense and then i was like why don't we do a podcast yep you know because at at the time you know podcast was getting big but not as big as it is now right so like we would get together and we would talk and we would bullshit we i think we had like maybe a hundred and some odd episodes and then you know it just 
it gets people's schedules get too much. People leave the job, but still want to be a part of the show. And then it was just like people moved and blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, well, it's time to leave. And then yeah, but I've been I there. love that. I love that. Cause it was just like one of those things where you can just get together with your friends, mm-hmm. just shoot the shit and you have it recorded. And there's, it's so funny. The people out in the world that want to listen to it. Like yeah. I always found that to be just, hysterical like you you want to listen to my stupid bullshit like sure i mean if you want to but it's just nonsense sometimes and i mean with sarah and i i mean we do oh but nine times out of ten it's just we're just bullshitting like we're we're making Mm -hmm. fun of each other we're having a good time exactly just walking around and it's uh, uh we try to keep an agenda of like what happened this week in sports but Nine times out of ten, she has to reel me back in because I'm a I'm out in the deep end. I have to reel you back in, or I have to leave to use the bathroom. It's one of the two. <laughs> yeah, either way. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> she leaves to use the bathroom. I don't even notice. Yeah, well, he's still just that. going. We've had that happen. Stu's always leaving or something like that, or he just said, "All right, I got to piss," and we all we we have our cigarette breaks and go out to the back deck and have a cigarette break and then come back. It, sometimes almost like seven or eight times during the show, right? Where I'm going to pause <laughs> recording and stuff like that. But we it, it's. The best part of it is just your friends hanging out in one place. You're safe in the home and everything else. We, you know, the women take their, the guys home because we do a lot of drinking and stuff like right. that. But seriously, we're just hanging out, bullshitting, busting each other's balls. I mean, it's just solid, great fun, and it's memories. I mean, I, I got so many memories from this show that are going to be here like forever. I mean, I'm sure you have your show still on the uh, out. Is it still out? Uh, drunken opinion is not. I get yelled at by the the other guys all the time. I I took it down because <laughs> oh. I just. I, I keep thinking about bringing it back just to every time I say, Hey, you guys want to do drunk opinion again? They all do say, no. it, do oh. it, do <laughs> it'll just it. be me. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, I, it, like I said, it, it's, it's memories. I got so many memories from the show. I mean, like I said, our bad Santa thing that uh, Sarah listened to our little radio play that we did for uh, Christmas. One of the most hardest things that I've had or ever had to edit, but I was very happy with how it went, but I have the memories of just us every Friday night just laughing. I got bloopers and just listening. I got so much shit, and I love it. And that's why I love podcasting. I don't even, sometimes I don't even care how many listeners I get. I just enjoy just hanging out with the guys right. and just bullshitting and stuff like that. And people want to listen to us, and fuck yeah, I, I'm going to like that. Right. But, you know, it's 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 a family. It's a family of bros and just hanging out, you know? Sarah yeah. actually had to stop me from giving a shit about listeners because – at one point throughout the show, it's just because you put a lot of work into the show. Like for yeah. us or, or for the beginning of this show, I was doing a lot of work because I we were doing stories right. of a certain player and how he became top dog and then fell to shit. Right. Oh, yeah. So it was like the, the amount of work that I was putting in and then seeing the amount of listeners, I was like, you know, what, what the fuck am I doing this for? And yeah. I was like, who gives a shit? Let's just do it this way. And then now yep. we just do this week in sports type deal have fun and with it i i stopped giving a shit because i'm having a good time and this is exactly what i want to do like this is my this is my hobby that you know i always pipe dream want it to become yeah. my yeah. job but 
who gives a shit? Like, this is great. This is so much as fun. As long as you're enjoying it. And someday we will record together and make said memories like Ron's talking. Yeah, right. <laughs> someday. Right. You're 20 minutes from me. I know. <laughs> someday. I know. We're only 20 minutes apart and we still just. <laughs> like, I don't want to fucking leave my house. I don't yeah. want to see you. Once you're in the house, it's like, why would I want to leave behind all of this great stuff behind <laughs> me? You know, like. <laughs> see, a lot of a lot of people like the fact that when they see our table and we have all of us around here, we're all in the same room. Yeah. A lot of shows do the streaming and stuff like that. Being together makes it completely different. It makes it because you're in front of the other person, you know, you're you're it it's different than seeing the streaming and stuff like that. So if you, you and her should actually get together for a one show or something like that and do a show and put you know, put on video and stuff like that, I think that'd be fun. We did do one show together inside of a very loud bar, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but, I have a lot of te- violent tendencies, so I don't know. <laughs> like when I threaten Dave, yeah, if he was in front of me, it would actually yeah, she might actually hit me. Yeah, instead I would of saying actually. that she's going to jump through the screen and hit me. Yeah. So all right, so let's get into the show. Sarah, do you want to start reading? Do you want to read this? I can. I I know words. You know words. You know words better than me. So right. do I so though? Like, am I what? How how far am I reading? Like, what am I doing here? Who am I? Where is this? You're place? Sarah. Is you're on in a pickle with Ron from Barrel Age Flicks. Okay. You are. Thank thank you so much. Thanks for coming on, Sarah. We appreciate you, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> All right. So Ron, like I said, we know you're a a big Detroit uh, Lions fan. Uh, initially, I thought that you were all Detroit. He is. Sports. He's a Red no, Wings I, fan. No, no, he is. I root Red Wings. Oh, okay. Tigers. Yeah. yeah. So he, I don't watch it. I, I've watched uh, baseball. I've yeah. watched baseball. It's just I'm. It's I'm more wanting to be there instead of watching it on the TV. I'd rather. It, yeah. It, no. I'm better in live. I've been to a Nationals game in uh, DC and stuff like that. But right. Uh, Detroit Tigers, Red Wings, uh, Pistons. Uh, uh, oh, Michigan so Wolverines. this list is perfect because. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then it fit. It goes right into your warehouse. I root everything Detroit and Michigan. That's that's what Excellent. I root. But I am more of a football fan when it comes right. to it. So okay. Not college, but more NFL. No one's a fan of college except no. for gambling. Believe it or not, I know a lot of people are more into college than they are because the, yeah. the rules are a lot different compared. I to could NFL. never. I, I'm a huge sports fan, and I I can never get into college college ball. Like those it, that are like super diehard college are the ones that were like, oh, they listen to Bruce Springsteen all the time, and they had that high school injury of what could have been, and yeah. they throw the football over the mountains. Like I'm telling you, those. are... <laughs> Them. I want to right. tell you something really funny is Pistons. I had a pair of Grant Hill shoes. Yeah. Back in the day when I was in high school, Grant Hill shoes. And I didn't watch basketball. I actually played a little basketball, you know, with some friends and everything else, but I never watched it. But I always, you know, rooted for the Pistons. I don't even remember. I even had the Slam magazine I, because I was oh, yeah. to it and stuff like You remember Slam? I, I don't yeah, know. obviously. Still there? Yeah. But no, I like I said, I, I will root everything for. So actually, I'm really curious about this list now. So. All right, so this is from the city that brought us the automobile, Motown, and RoboCop. We have put a list of the top four worst moments in the Motor City. Hmm. So just just so you don't think that we're biased, of our hometown, we'll start with this one. Sarah, kick it off. Yes, we're going to start with the Red Wings blowing a 3-1 series lead in the 2013 Western Conference semifinals to the Chicago Blackhawks. The Red Wings were one 
one game away from reaching the conference finals as the number seven seed and held a three to one series lead over their rivals, the Chicago Blackhawks, but ended up dropping three straight to the number one seed in eventual champions and eventual a lot of other things uh, after beating the Boston Bruins four games to two. So I remember yeah. I was working at the bar during, like I said, the, the bar that I work at is the last bar before the garden. Yeah. And I remember when the Chicago Blackhawks came in for the Stanley Cup and we lost that game. But I got to tell you, one of the best times that I worked there was that like that series because Chicago travels really well. Like right. they, and they deep. Out. And yeah. Deep. yeah, I met some of the most nicest fucking people in the world from Chicago. And like, it, I, I say it all the time. The, the hometown fans are the biggest assholes right. where it's like, Oh, you're going to serve a, a Chicago Blackhawks fan. And like, yeah, motherfucker. He got money too. Like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like whatever. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, I don't want to drink here because you're serving him. Good. I'll take a million of his friends <laughs> over you and your shit friends. Right. So, but I, I just remember like Chicago came in and I remember, I do remember the Blackhawks beating the Red Wings in this series. And yeah. that was another heartbreaking Detroit thing because you were kind of, I think, um, Sarah, who, uh, oh, the, the Blackhawks won the year it- before. No, uh, they did not go back to back. No, that was eleven was the Bruins. Eleven was the Bruins. Twelve, not the wasn't Canadians. Nah, man, I can't remember. Who cares? But I wish I could help. Sorry. Yeah, I'm like trying to remember. (laughs) And then it was after that is when Pitt went back to back. Right, right. Um, I'm like that. I won't forget, bitches. Um. But that the crazy thing about that series in the playoffs was because it was original six teams. So right. that was the big right. hoopla and everybody was so invested in it because it was original six teams. And no matter what, as a hockey fan, when you see an original six team in the Stanley Cup, you're so excited about it. Mm-hmm. it well, not me, because not if it's, a, it's the Bruins like no. But um, Sarah hates the Bruins hate the Bruins so yeah it was uh I remember that and I remember hanging posters all over work of the Blackhawks with the Stanley Cup the picture of them on the ice yeah (laughs) because everyone I worked with was a Bruins fan and we had money on it and I was like yeah I guess yeah I'm the Red Wings fan the thing is I have a fond memory of I I, I'm sorry I don't have to do with what you're talking about but hockey and everything my grandmother up in Michigan, going over to her house. Right. She has a TV in every single room. She goes, so if she's going to one room and she's got a sports game, she's got baseball in one, and then she's got hockey in another one. Oh, that's so badass. That's, that's amazing. That's my grandmother right there. Like she And she yells at the fucking TV. Like it, oh. it's awesome to see my grandmother yell at the TV and everything, but fond memories of it because I love Michigan. I, Michigan's like, I, I want to live up there if I could. I, I That's why. I feel like I belong up there, but I'm stuck in fucking dumbass Virginia. Yeah, but I mean, if you were in Michigan, then you couldn't do the show with everybody. That's true. In the room. I mean, at least you have that. I mean, you could still do the show. It's just you'll be drinking by yourself in a room while the rest of the crew is in that one room. 
<laughs> well, the funny thing about the funny thing about all of the guys in this room were all opposite NFL fan. I mean, none of them are Washington fans. Uh, Ragnar is a Steelers fan, and Stu is an Oakland. Well, actually, Las Vegas Raiders fan. Right. Which, that's weird. Not calling it Oakland, calling it Las Vegas. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. I don't like it. No, Jeez, we're about to call them the Vegas, uh, the Vegas Athletics soon. So, you know, <laughs> oh, can, shut your horn mouth! Yeah. It's so awful. Ugh. All right, so Sarah, in that same year, what else happened? All right, in the same year, you know, 2013. If y'all forgot already, 2013. 2013, the Detroit Tigers had fallen apart in the seventh inning of Game Six at Fenway Park. During the ALCS. And that's when they lost the series. The Tigers were seven outs away from forcing a game seven and a trip back to what? Comerica Park. I can never say it right because it's. I remember remember this. It's fucking, you know, Detroit. (laughs) Instead, all hell broke loose in the seventh inning and what would be Jim Leland's final game on the bench. Womp, womp. Johnny Gomez smacked a leadoff double on Max Scherzer to start the inning. Scherzer struck out, struck, Steven drew out. No surprise there. Yeah, he was a bum. He was, uh, a bum. He was such a bum. There used to be a Twitter account called. <laughs> I need a soundboard. I'm, I'm, I'm putting in for a soundboard. Uh, there used to be a Twitter account called, did Steven Drew hit the ball today? And every time he was at bat, they would say it, it would just be like, did Steven Drew hit the ball? And it'll be like, nope, yeah. nope, 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 nope. And it was like, I, w- I wonder if that's that account still up. It might it hilarious. still be. He was awful. Yeah. And for him to then, and he was before, as I'm about to mention, uh, Bogey. So he then walked Bogarts before being yanked for Drew Smiley after throwing 110 pitches. Oh, wow. Fucking arm hurts just thinking about that. Yeah. Oof. Smiley looked to force Ellsbury into a double play, but the Tigers shortstop Jose Iglesias bobbled the ball to load the bases with one out. Womp, oh. womp, womp. And this was setting the table for Shane v- ugh, Victorino, who blasted a grand slam on a 0-2 count to put the Red Sox up. 5-2. The Red Sox would go on to win the World Series, the Series and the World Series. Uh, man, that hits me the feels. got to pick something that goes to your team <laughs> against, yeah, okay, I see how it is. Well, I mean, we gave you, we gave you uh, the, the Red Wings, you know, know, losing I know. to the Blackhawks, but then the, the Bruins losing to the Blackhawks, so we gave see, you that. There you go. You know? Yeah, we can't not, like 2013, was the year for Boston. Yeah. You know, that was happy. This is our fucking city after yeah. the marathon bombing. Yes. There was so much momentum in the city that it the Red Sox are what picked the city up. Yeah. So for the if the Red Sox didn't come out on top that year, I think that would have been the year that they burnt down Fenway Park. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So sticking with the Detroit Tigers, we have another one on the okay. Tigers list. So Sarah, do you want to take that? (laughs) Sarah, what's the matter? You don't want to talk anymore? I just want to drink beers, kids. Listen, it's been a long week. 
<laughs> how many beers do you uh i'm just curious how many beers can you take in a night oh well, i only grabbed two but i could drink i the husband only grabbed me a four pack but i can pound that if you'd like and i'd be just fine <laughs> where, where, where are we driving to we're going to the loon to get some my ties <laughs> and i just like you see i i give you credit because of the beer that you're drinking because that's my favorite beer right there guinness is a fucking meal in a can i fucking love that shit it's mine that's why i can drink it and just take a nap because I feel full. I don't feel <laughs> drunk. I just feel fatter than I am now. So I'm oh, like, yeah. oof, put on more stretchy pants. That's what they were made for. Yeah, what's Damn your type sure. of, what's your, what's your beer? Uh, I oh, he's a, a White of... Claw bitch. He's no, a seltzer. Claw, Are you Casey no, or Deluxe no, Edition? No, I'm not White Claw. It's <laughs> noon. Okay. Well, no. Sorry. So, so my Ty problem noon. is. my the seltzer. The high noon. You don't have high noons down there? Maybe I don't drink seltzer water or alcohol. I drink beer or alcohol. I mean, beer or liquor. I've never so, drink white claw or anything. One of my main problems is I enjoy something until I hate it. Uh-huh. So, like, for the longest time, I was doing New England-style IPAs. Okay. Like, I love the citrus, and then I just got I got sick of it. So, I, I moved over to, like, Heineken's, and then I drank those. And mm -hmm. then I, I'll still – you put a rolling rock in front of me, I'll – I'll go crazy oh, with that. I, I used to. I used to drink a lot of Rolling Rock. I actually Rolling Rock was my. It, it's my yep. all-time favorite. Rolling Rock, and then maybe PBR. I, I, I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not fancy with beer. I like cheap ass shit. I, I won't drink like Natty, natty Ice. Light. Yeah, but yeah. like I'll do that. And Miller, honestly, like Miller, after I, my, Miller Lite was like more of my like cheap beer, Miller Lite. So yeah, Miller Lite. I think I mm -hmm. my very first beer might have been a Miller Lite because I I remember my my grandfather was huge with Miller Lite, and that's all he had in his fridge when we wanted to steal a beer. Or Yinglings. So, <laughs> what? Yinglings. Ying Yinglings. Yeah, we had Yinglings here in Boston for a little bit, but it really didn't catch on. You can still find it, but it's not like. It's not big anymore. It was better when you were having it smuggled in from the south. It was. Coming up. It, it, it was really tasted was. so different. It was so better. Now it's just like, whatever. It's like the, um, Sarah, what's that beer that everybody wanted? Uh, it's from Vermont. Um, the um, uh, Alchemist or the... Um, Ah shit. It's, a, it's an IPA. I forget the name of it. But like, okay. it, it was so... It was so popular and people would go to vermont they would drive up to vermont just to buy it and then bring bring back a case you can only buy a case you couldn't buy more than a case right and it was like super expensive and people would come back and you would have to like trade otphjs for for a beer so okay. yeah but then they started to to like you know market <laughs> a little more and then it found its way down here and now it's not even it's like eh, whatever you know yeah uh, I'll think of the name once once we're done recording, and that of course that's always happens. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, so now like I don't know. After a long day at work, I don't want to I don't want to hang out in the bar anymore after I'm done. So like I'll grab like a quick seltzer, like a high noon or something, and I'll drink that, and I'll do like a like a shot of whiskey or something. Yeah. Uh, normally it's just like Bushmills or Jameson or uh, maybe the some good bullet. doctor. Joyce. Yeah. Oh, I'll Joyce. I'll do uh, Doctor McGillicuddy's all I'll day. do Doctor all Anytime day. Anytime someone orders a shot and they're like, "Oh, Doctor McGillicuddy's is like, um, uh, you do you like, have Rumplemans in in Virginia? I've never heard of that. So it's like a a, a menthol. It's like drinking peppermint schnapps. Oh, almost. Yeah, not but my like, Doctor McGillicuddy's is like thick. You know what? I'm gonna send you a bottle. Do I'm it. I'm gonna send you a bottle. Oh, really? You can review it. 
Or and put it, it in your freezer. You yeah, have you got to put it in the freezer. freezer. It's the okay. only way it's good. Okay. And now I like to make a little cocktail called Fire and Ice. It's Fireball and Dr. McGillicuddy's because it's it's a little spicy and a little. See, I like spicy. Meal. Yeah, I like spicy. So now when you're saying like the menthol and the spicy, that sounds interesting. Actually, yeah. now I'm curious. Yeah, no, you send me that up. We, we will. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a fun time. You, it's you a can good get, doctor. Yeah, it's uh, it's basically um all diabetes in a in a oh glass. It's... yeah it's just pure sugar but you, you know gotta, you gotta you gotta take a drive home pop one of those in there we call it boston mouthwash yep that's what dr mcgill cuddy says mouthwash. Boston yep. mouthwash. so if you've been out and about and you're like ah oh, fuck how am i gonna get home yeah you just take a little not shot that we're of that and drunk driving we're, we're just saying it. Nope, sometimes we're just you saying... gotta go home <laughs> I, I want to try it now. Like I'm fucking like eager to try this shit. I will. I'll 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 send you guys a bottle. Absolutely, hundred fucking hundred percent. Oh, absolutely, yeah, man. so fucking good. That. See, the thing about uh, when it comes to this isn't even a fucking alcohol, but it's something that's a Michigan soda that I fucking love. It's a ginger ale, Verners. Have you ever heard of Verners? No. No. Oh yeah, it's a it's a ginger ale, but it doesn't taste. Are you know, Canada Dry and you know uh, Schwips? Schwips. Yeah. 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 This tastes like ginger ale. Verners is like fucking so much different it's like very different type of taste but it's something i'm used to from michigan plus right. we also call we don't call it soda up there we call it pop pop, calls yeah. it pop up there so michigan sorry just michigan traits that i have are fond of i, I love michigan <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start a GoFundMe just so that you can at least get like a a summer house up there and just yeah, stay right? my grandmother has a uh, summer house all the way up in northern michigan it's beautiful there. Right near the dunes and everything oh yeah. There you go. You can go visit. <laughs> Never come back. Had a, had a good run to. life. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I live here now. now. You guys go fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, yes, we're sticking with the Tigers. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Armando Galarraga's near-perfect game on June 2nd, 2010 is a huge blow. It's not only Tigers fans base, but the city as well galarraga retired the first 26 batters he faced in order and was one of was out from a perfect game at america park tigers were winning 3-0 against the indians well we can't say it. Well, yeah, whatever. We're sticking with it. It's Tigers 2010. Were... You could say you could say <laughs> Indians in this point. <laughs> okay. In this like, wait instance, a minute. Can I? In this Make instance, sure. you could still say Indians. It's okay. okay. All what, right. What I was. was the now? What was the name changed to? The Guardians. Guardians. Let's stick with Indians. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I didn't write oh. the. the <laughs> I'm not the PC police. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Tigers were winning three nothing against the Indians. Three not so three nothing in the top of the ninth with two outs and no one on base. Yeah. Cleveland's number nine hitter, Jason Donald, stepped to the plate and everyone started to head for the exits. Donald hit a grounder as Miggy, oh Miggy, as Miguel Cabrera covered it and fired it back to the pitcher. Galarraga clearly covered the bag in time, but Donald was ruled safe by first base umpire Jim Joyce. Instead of celebrating a perfect game in classic fashion, recording the out himself, the pitcher was left in a state of shock and confusion along with everyone else at the ballpark that day. Jim Joyce famously apologized for the missed call after the game while admitting his mistake through the years and tears. 
So I, this, I don't know why, but this is like one of those sports moments that always, it's like, it like lives rent free in my head when someone talks about it. Mm-hmm. Cause like I can mm-hmm. see it frame by frame. Jim Joyce, the umpire, he, I, I don't know, Ron, if you remember him, but he had like this crazy handlebar mustache. He was like kind yes. of a big stocky dude. And I remember yeah. when he called Donald safe, Galarraga looked at him and it was like, for real? And you knew in your heart of hearts that Jim Joyce knew that he fucked up. You know, right. I think it was one of those things where Joyce wanted to do the you're out, but instead went like this. And he was like, oh, yeah, shit, I can't call that back. <laughs> right. And yep. you watch that video after video. And th- I think this is one of the reasons why baseball has playback now during during yeah. the games because of this moment. And it's just like that right there was just like a kind of a not a nail in the coffin for Tigers, but like ever since that, when, you know, they lost to Boston in 2013 and then this, it was like, well, this happened first in 2010, but like, right. It it was just, that's so heartbreaking to pitch a perfect game. And then Mm -hmm. on the mistake of an umpire of all people, I can see if it's your own teammate, he bobbles the ball and drops it. It's like, ah, shit, sorry, my bad. I'm going to feel bad for a minute, but we're all going to forget about it. Mm -hmm. But the fact that, the umpire blows umpire. it and you're like what the fuck and what you're clearly fuck? safe too he was clearly i mean he was clearly out right. there was no safe call there so before we get into our last one on this list i'd like to go through some notables that i wanted to talk about so something that's probably going to hurt you was calvin johnson unexpectedly retires in 2015 <laughs> it was like another barry sanders basically right and i loved barry sanders growing up I remember I had his little starting lineup and yeah. he removed the helmet and he's tucking the ball and he's running. Barry Sanders was the shit. I watched so many fucking videos of Barry Sanders, man. It is just amazing what that man did. I, he's I, another one that kind of just, he could have played a little longer, but was probably so fed up with the fact that like Detroit wasn't going anywhere at the time yeah. that he was just like, eh, I'm done. But he didn't go to a different team. That's the thing. No. He, 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 he just, retired but that's what calvin johnson was i mean seeing them at the i think it was at the uh, um uh the uh, before they were gotten to the playoffs seeing calvin johnson and seeing barry sanders and eminem and stuff like that right there it's cool that they still support detroit no matter what because yeah. right those were strong players i mean calvin john like i said calvin johnson is another Barry Sanders retired early one of the best wide receivers ever in the league fucking i mean tall i mean that guy was fucking huge and he he would catch a ball no matter how many fucking people were on him it was beautiful to watch him play fucking right. beautiful so so we also have every pitcher from the 2014 detroit tiger starting rotation has won a world series mm-hmm. but with another team <laughs> mm-hmm. which is that one gets me it's like I'm sorry. Like... See, not, that reminds me of Matthew Stafford, you know. Right. Oh, right. I, you know what? I, I just, that's right. Yeah, Matthew yeah. Stafford he left he leaves me. Detroit, and then the next year he plays on the Rams, and then they get to the fucking Super Bowl, and then he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I was, I, I'm not, I am not against Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I still love Matthew Stafford, but that right there, where you're talking about the uh, baseball, it's the same thing, you know. Right. right. 
all those times he didn't didn't win anything, but he won the Super Bowl with a different team the next year after. Well, so. that's like for us in Boston. You know, growing up, we had Ray Bork on the Bruins for twenty years. Yeah, and you know, everybody was like, "Oh, you know, he's got to win a cup." They made it to the Stanley Cup a couple of times, but lost. And then he leaves and he goes to Colorado. Mm-hmm. In his very first year in Colorado, he wins the Stanley Cup. He leaves to go to a fucking expansion he, team. He left, to, yeah, an expansion and, team. An expansion and team and wins a freaking cup. And, and then he's like, I'm Boston done. Going. I retire. <laughs> what the fuck? Yep. What the uh, fuck? I was happy for him. I mean, that team was stacked. Too. I was it happy was for him until he brought the cup to Boston to show it to us. Yeah. And I went to that parade and I was like, why the fuck am I here? And I was young yeah. then too, and I was like, "Why am I? I the fuck Ray Boy? Yeah, why are you there? <laughs> I don't he's, remember. He's a lot. I, I think it was man. just an excuse to drink outside. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that's what he's doing too, and he does it today in the Stop and Shop parking lot. He uh, does. Yeah, he drinks always, outside in the Stop and Shop parking. He's lot. Always handed. All right, but our worst all-time moment in Detroit sports: mm. the malice at the palace. So, Sarah, do you want me to read this one or you want to oh, read Oh, you it? read this one. Okay. So now, do you remember the malice at the palace? No. Okay. So here, uh, here it is. Now, I know that the Pistons didn't start this fight, but it still happened in Michigan. Okay. So, for anybody out there who's never heard of the malice of the palace, on November 19th, 2004, a fight broke out between fans during the Pacers and Pistons game in in Detroit Stadium, the Palace of Auburn Hills. Okay. $11 million in salary was lost. Nine players were suspended, totaling Ooh. 145 games. Five players were charged with assaults. Oh. Fans were arrested. And the fight also led to the NBA increasing security between players and fans and limiting, 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 limiting words, the sale of alcohol during all the games. So now how did this start? It all started by a man named John Green. Douche. So now. The last 48 seconds of the fourth quarter, and Ron Artest gets fouled by Ben Wallace as Indiana is holding a lead of 97 to 82. Ben Wallace aggressively shoved Ron Artest after the call, so they were very chippy. Yeah. Artest then went to go lay down on the scorer's table. And, Ron, if you haven't seen this fight, Watch the YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube, right? It, it yes. Is. There's actually an entire documentary of it. There's a, is, is that a 30 for 30, Sarah? Fight? It's not a 30 for 30. It's legit on Netflix. and it's, it's, That's it's right. Ma- There's a Netflix a, documentary about this whole fight. Yeah, this the whole thing. Yeah. It's I'm going to check it out. Yeah. It's intense. It's, it's insane. Yeah. So now Ron Artest went to go lay down on the scores table. In the stands, a fan named John Green hurled his drink and the cup, and it hit Ron right in the chin. Artest leaps up into the stands and starts wailing on Pistons fan. Any fan he can find, but the fans that he hit wasn't actually John Green. 
Right. Multiple fans try to restrain Ron Artest. Steven Jackson, Ron Artest's teammate, followed Ron up to the top of uh, of where the fight was, and yeah. all hell broke loose. Green was later discovered to be the fan who threw the cup at our test after hours and hours of police looking at the footage of the brawl. He was recognized by a former Oakland County prosecutor who was actually a neighbor that John Green, uh, the the neighbor of one of John Green's ex-girlfriends. Right. So now Green ended up being banned from all Pistons home games as well as serving 30 days in jail and getting a two-year probation after being found guilty of assault and battery. He he said that he merely lobbed the cup in the air without trying to hit anybody. So basically basically what went down was that everyone's drunk, right? Yeah. It's the end of the game. Right. Detroit and Indiana were were very chippy with each other because um this was the this year, was the this year was the that year after Detroit won the NBA Finals. Yes, and this yeah. was the year that Indiana was on pace to get to the NBA Finals. Everybody which was, thought that Indiana Indiana right. was going to win the finals. Reggie Lewis's right. last year. Reggie Miller. I mean Reggie Miller. Reggie Lewis is oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> so, what year was this again? Uh, 2004, November of 2004. So it was 2004. the 0-4-0-5 season. Okay. So now Detroit beat Indiana in, uh, in uh, 3 4 to make it to, in the playoffs, to make it to the finals, right? Yeah. So they have a very back-and-forth chippy rivalry. So Ron Artest is kind of a loose cannon, and they assembled this team. I believe it was Larry Bird that assembled this team for Genius. the Indiana Pacers. And they were unstoppable yeah. up until this point. Ron Artest got suspended for the rest of the year. Uh, Steven Jackson got suspended for, uh, I believe, a great chunk of, I think it was like something like 50 games. Jermaine O'Neal was suspended for 50 games. Mm-hmm. And it was just all hell breaks loose in the stands. And then security comes and tries to break it up. Right. And there's like, Players fighting fans, fans fighting players. All hell breaks loose. Players all, fighting players, players, players fighting, fighting players, coaches, and, coaches and, and, like, fighting they're fans. They're trying so hard to like stop God this damn, melee. I want to see this fucking video now. Like I want to yeah. see this shit. Steven Jackson comes down. He comes down from the stands. One of the most memorable things. And there is this Detroit fan. And he kind of looks like Turtle from Entourage. If you remember Entourage. <laughs> Yes, and he's like HBO. just squaring up with uh, uh you see the Stephen Jackson and Jermaine O'Neal, and he's squaring up with them, and Jermaine O'Neal just comes out of nowhere and he slips on the floor and slides a punch right in this dude's jaw. Jesus Christ! All, all the like, everyone's trying to get in the tunnel. Security's trying to get all the players in the tunnel, and yeah. Detroit's just throwing beer, popcorn, chairs, anything they can do to try to like just kill the paces and it just it ended up ruining the paces uh season and they never made it to the finals and reggie miller never got his ring never got his ring sucks for them i mean seriously fucking so that that sucks yeah it's wild i i highly highly recommend when if if you are not doing anything at the end of this recording you have to go check this out all right so watch the documentary again 
Uh, it's Malice at the Palace. Malice at the Palace. It is on Netflix. Is yeah. where I watched it. Yeah, I'm actually writing that. I'm actually going to text that to you so I have it in our tech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alice at the Palace. Yeah. I like the name. Yeah. yeah it, it's it's an, unbelievable. I mean, and now you have Ron Artest, who's not Ron Artest anymore. Yeah. Maybe. Shortly after all this shit went down, he kind of like journeyman through the league for a while. And then because he had such a bad reputation, he changed his name to Meta World Peace. And then. Yeah. He was trying to be like this peaceful guy, and he's like, "Hey, if you having a you having a hard time, just come talk to me." And I'm like, "Well, fuck! I remember when you were kicking fans in the ass in the stands. Yeah. Like, get out of here." I respected you, know? you more for that. Yeah, it's like it's wild. So I do right. have one. I have oh, one. you do. I have one statistic. Oh, from 2019. This was an interesting t- statistic that I came across. The twenty, uh, the two hundred and twenty-six losses suffered by the four, all four Detroit teams in the calendar year of twenty nineteen, are not only the most in Detroit sports history, but also the most of any city, city or market in any calendar year in the history of North American professional sports. Wow. wow. That just makes me feel so much better. <laughs> Collectively, <laughs> the four teams, yeah. 226 losses. But, Ron, it's I, getting better because the yeah. Detroit Lions are getting better. Yes. Well, they are, but they're, they're, I don't think they're going to get – I think we already. Uh, I think our <laughs> offensive coordinator is already gone. Yeah. I know he's got a job someplace else, so we're going to be losing that. I'm sure we're going to be – went to the Chargers today. Yeah, I read something about that. So it's going to be interesting because now we're going to get another offensive coordinator. But I know Dan, I, I love our coach. I, yeah. I fucking love our coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I was trying to Schwartz. I remember Schwartz days. I remember, you know, um, uh, fuck. The, uh, trying to remember his name before uh, Dan Campbell. Um, oh, it, he was Caldwell. Uh, our... Caldwell. Caldwell. Yeah. I think it was Caldwell. Yeah, uh, he, he was good at one point, but going, I think. And the fact that he was actually a lion, uh, that uh, Dan Campbell was actually a Detroit lion, makes it even better for our team. But I, I respect that coach, and he goes for especially. When he, I know he's known for going for the fourth, but it got us where we got. I mean, look where it right. got us. Right. That's why, I, that's why I don't look back at the mistake, even though it, it fucked us. We we lost it. I mean, but it wasn't just that. It was also all those missed balls. Every ball was going through all those guys' hands. Fucking uh, the uh, fumble on. on uh, Gibbs uh, for the fumble. That was oh, that. that I mean, hurt it's right. a lot of pressure. Like, yeah. not only uh, are you carrying the weight of yourself and your team at at that stage of the game, but you're also carrying the weight of like all Detroit Lions fans yeah. and the history and behind it too. And not yeah, just I mean, that's it's, the thing too. Yeah, that's past it. It's not just the fans. Yeah, it's also the fans of. The entire city. Right. Yep. You're carrying so much weight because, I mean, look at what the Pistons have done this season. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's something where you're just heartbroken over and over and over again. So here same you old lines, as they say. Yeah. But yes. you know, it's a different I, heartbreak though this year. Different. But I still, but I still love my team. I'm yeah. still happy for and them. That's great. And I will not leave my team. I am proud of them, and I'm looking forward to next season. And you know, like I said. There's always next season. We'll, we'll see what happens. Right. But the fact is, is that they played a hell of a year. This this was a this was a great season. It was 
it was a great it was just great seeing them in the, the winning the NFC championship. You right. know? Yeah. Uh, I'm winning the NFC, sorry. Winning the NFC. Uh the our, sorry, I'm getting it all mixed up. Our division. Yeah. Being, yeah. Uh, it's we we're picking up what you're putting down. It's been a long day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I'm mine's all over the place. I'm late and I'm drinking. But seriously, I love the Lions. Detroit yeah. all the way. Lions Pride. Well, like, we love the fact that you came on to our show. We really appreciate this. Yes. This thank was, you so much for joining us. This was a lot us. of fun. Yes. And uh, we have to do this again. And I promise next time we do it, we won't go through the mishaps of. No. I, no, I, fuck that. We will. I, I, <laughs> this is the way your show is. And I'm learning. That this is, I liked it. I'm enjoying it. But the fact that it's Detroit, I enjoyed this. So seriously. We, we had a couple of ideas of what we wanted to do for a show for you coming on and we thought about like sports movies and stuff but uh once i found out that you were a detroit fan i was like we gotta hit him with some uh depressing stuff especially after like you know the lions losing and it's like Let, let's let's hammer it with this and then yeah, just poke yeah. the bear just poke yeah. the bear That's all you gotta do. That's oh yeah <laughs> we're you know most what? likely gonna do that i do want to ask you all i yeah. I, 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 I do want to ask you all, what is your favorite your favorite uh sports movie of all time your number one sports movie of all time uh mine has to be major league oh yes i'm actually yes. doing that this year i'm hosting really yes we, we're doing a sports series actually uh yeah. for our movies uh we got you're gonna laugh at this one one of them is any um friday night lights uh basketball <laughs> basketball that's a great movie too it's a sports movie even though yep. it's, mm-hmm. it's, a com- it's a comedy no nope. uh, we're doing uh, any given sunday and i picked major league because i fucking love that movie i love that's I love great major it's a great movie yeah that's a that's a fun and the thing is i'm not a baseball pro like i don't know much about baseball but i love baseball movies right you know field of dreams is one of my all-time favorites i love field of dreams rookie of the year <laughs> angels in the outfield <laughs> I, I still remember that fucking thing in uh, rookie of the year when the guy, when the kid hits the uh, doctors just fucking butt loving yeah. oh my god that's classic shit right there angels in the outfield i can't believe you brought that shit up i forgot that movie i completely forgot about that movie yeah, but, yeah mine uh, is uh mine's hoosiers I think you yeah. telling you. I think you remember telling yeah. me that. that uh, Gene Hackman. Yep. Uh, yes, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh man, Major League. I can't see. When it comes to my favorite sports movie, it's kind of a cross between Major League is one of them, but I also love Varsity Blues. Oh mm. yeah, it's high school football, but it's right. It, it's fun. You remember Necessary Roughness? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Was and it that, Sinbad in that? Yes, he was. Yeah. And then, but Field of Dreams will probably, I'll, I'll probably have to stick with Field of Dreams. And like I said, it's a baseball movie and I'm not into baseball like I am to football. I'm into football more. Right. But that movie is just, it's a beautiful it's made movie. so much more than just baseball. It's yeah. the bond with his dad and, you know, it's that movie goes way too deep. I can't watch it anymore. Last time I watched it, I was like, why am I feeling things? I don't <laughs> like the way I feel inside. And I was like, nope can't watch it anymore but you know that's what it is it's he built it and his father came so that's the big thing behind it you build it it will come yep (laughs) perfect for over the pants handies yeah otphjs (laughs) if you build it they will come if you rub it it will come (laughs) all right so that's gonna do it here for us at in a pickle thank you so much for listening 
go over and follow us at iapradio.com where you can find all of our social media links go to our twitter our instagram our tiktok our youtube like subscribe and share and while you're there go over to barrel age flick podcast on instagram and follow ron and the boys at barrel age flick thank you so much for coming on we had an amazing time Barrel Age Flicks podcast on Instagram. All one word. You can always find the Barrel Age Flicks and us at the Deluxe Edition Network.com. Go over to the Den Network and listen to every podcast. Support, like, and share. Help us out. Help us all out. Help the site. Help everybody. So uh, that's going to do it for us. Again, thank you so much to the Barrel Age Flicks. Ron, we appreciate everything that you did for us great show and we will see you next time Production.